Here yes, we go again. Yeah. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another mm-hmm. episode of the Neon Belly Podcast. We are your hosts, Nate, John, and Brandon. Boys, today we are going to recap this past Saturday night's UFC Fight Night, which was headlined by Islam Makhachev versus Bobby Green. Then we'll get you set up for our picks and predictions for this coming Saturday's UFC 272, which is headlined by Colby Covington Mm. versus Jorge Masvidal. Finally, we're going to hit you with a little bit of news and happenings in the world of MMA. But first, boys, a little hard on that. Yeah. John's a little... I was going a little bit soft. It's a little hard. You got to go a little bit. A little bit. But boys, how we doing? How we doing? John is running the soundboard today. You're welcome. um, In preparation for me being absent next week. Um, John needs a little work. Yeah, That's I did okay. hit the right button though. You did hit the right. If you button. You remember from the previous episodes? I, I like my fades a little bit. You know, a little slower. Right. That right, was right, that right. was a harsh fade. Um, take a note. But that's yeah, yeah. Write that down. <laughs> no, I was just kidding. What's up, boys? How are we doing today? How's it going? How are you feeling? Uh, I'm a little injured right now. I have a I don't know if it's an intercostal rib injury or something else, but it's it really hurts. It sounds like an intercostal labia injury. Maybe. Are you still doing parkour? No, it's oh. jujitsu. What the heck is you it? You haven't been in a while, so you might. What the heck is it? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I like it. Wait, John, this is where you would hit that wham, 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 wham on yourself, though. Yeah, I don't. Top right, top right. This one. Ooh, Brandon, coming with the heat early on John. I like it. Yeah, so anyway, I don't know what. It popped when I was rolling yesterday, and it felt fine until I left, and then it's just anytime I cough, laugh. So don't make me laugh. It hurts really oh. bad. Oh. Yeah. I've had broken ribs. That's not fun. Yeah. At all. Mm-hmm. John, what's up, man? Just glad it's not ice storming. Yeah. You know, I, my driveway was a little icy, so I had to do the penguin walk to the car. But, yeah, this snow and ice coming in and then a 50 degrees and then snow and ice has just been horrible. So why haven't you been to jujitsu in a while? Because you just <laughs> skip right over that. <laughs> no, I just wanted to get other things in my life a little bit more consistent. I'm really big into routine, and I had a really good routine in jujitsu, but I didn't have a good routine on other things in my life. So, How I long does that to, take, John? As long as I, I need it to. At the end of the day, jujitsu is going to be here. So mm. no, very not always straight open ended. Yeah, it is. Boys, last night Coliseum Combat fifty eight. We got to talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. So let's. I guess we can start out with like the fight that we kind of featured. The two guys that we interviewed, mm-hmm. uh, Kyle Thomason did defeat Cedo Nunez via first round Kimura. Um, you know how I feel too about it is you know for Cedo on his side of it right because obviously like both of these guys we train with Kyle um but Cedo's a great dude um and you know I was kind of thinking for him is like after Izzy beat or lost to Jan Blachowicz right he said you know sometimes you just dare to be great right you show Mm -hmm. up and Cedo showed up just like he said he would and he dared to be great and he faced one of the toughest lightweights amateurs in the midwest Mm -hmm. um and that just it happens like that sometimes that's his second fight in a row facing one of the toughest yeah at that division in you know the midwest right Mm -hmm. um so he showed up did his thing um and then for kyle i mean you know we know but long journey for him with the knee injury Mm -hmm. uh so congrats for him to him came out looked great probably the best shape i feel like i've seen him in a long time yeah Mm -hmm. just looked like just kind of like a different attitude from him too, like stomping back and forth in the cage, and Kyle, Kyle, you know, just kind of staring. See, yeah, and then the Kyle Kyle Crocodile, right? Yeah. Like we we call we asked how, for it. How happy were you for that? When I heard Kyle Kyle Crocodile, I was like so. Well, it's like he has like it was like a whole thing. It was like the Reaper of Knees or something, <laughs> something, and then it was like Kyle Kyle Crocodile. Yeah, so I'm like oh. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully it sticks. I mean, I know. at this point. Oh, dude, it felt so good to hear that. Mm-hmm. I was so happy. Um, and, and you know what? Shout out to everybody that fought because at the end of the day, if these guys, and no women last night, but sometimes the women, if they don't show up, there's no show. Um, so whether you won or lost, shout out to you. Thank you for um, going on and putting on a show. But we also got to talk about our boy, James Schaefer, right? 
Yes, sir. Moves to two and zero as a professional, uh, beating in, an Indiana MMA OG in Lloyd Carter. Mm-hmm. Um, Schaefer took this fight on two weeks, two weeks notice yeah. against Lloyd Carter, who had an eleven and nine record going into that. Has fought in Bellator twice, mm-hmm. been a champion at Coliseum. He was undefeated at Coliseum Combat. I think they said five and zero or six and zero. Super, super, super vet mm-hmm. in Schaefer. As a one and zero pro goes in, gets the job done. Um, you know there was a size discrepancy, obviously, um, mm-hmm. but I'm telling you what, Lloyd Carter can knock out heavyweights with that right hand. I mean, he's got power. Yeah, it's crazy to think the division shift for him too, because like a yeah. lot of his UFC sure. or a lot of his Coliseum run was 135, right? Yeah, most of his success was done at yeah. smaller weight classes for sure. But the yeah. fact that he can still hold up, yeah, moving man. up that far, not a, not a lot of people are doing that. So. And Schaefer fought the fight he had to fight. Mm-hmm. You know, kept kept the distance and and just kind of looked really really good. His uh, leg kicks do suck. Yeah, yeah. like not in a, like in a good way. Like to to take them suck. So yeah, I get it. Uh, and shout out to Lloyd Carter, man, retired in the cage um, right after. Uh, so on behalf of the Neon Belly podcast, we just want to congratulate him on a great career mm-hmm. and uh, personally thank him for all the fights that we got to witness at Coliseum Combat because uh, he put on some shows, man, every time mm-hmm. he showed up here in Kokomo. And so. he, has, he has a good team up there, so oh, yeah. I imagine he's going to be pouring into a lot you of You know, them. that was kind of my biggest knock on the show, and I'm going to call – so let's say, too, great turnout, I thought, as yeah. well. Um, was not able to go – I had to watch the pay-per-view, um, but really good turnout. Mm-hmm. I mean, in terms of the crowd, I didn't see much of a difference in terms of size. Yeah. I'm going to call Maryville out a little bit. Kind of quiet. Yeah. Mm. Kind of quiet. And let's say this. The Cologne guys deserved better because they showed up and they put on mm-hmm. and they all pheno- looked phenomenal. Yeah. Not a lot of support. And actually, Henry Huff... Um, who won his fight, 135-pound pro, uh, kind of called it out yeah. <laughs> after the fight. Like, he won, and, like, there was, like, no response. And he's like, hey, I just won. Like, we're in <laughs> Maryville. Can I get some more love? I right. love that from him because it's so true. Yeah, that's definitely not something that happened. Kokomo fighters, even if you lose, yeah. they kind of still get a... And I don't know, like, you know, like we talked about when we had, you know, did the Matt talk with Uncle Mark, right? Like, sometimes you're getting crowds that aren't just local. Mm-hmm. Um, I got the vibe that I thought this fight, maybe was going to be more Maryville just because Lloyd was in the main event and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just, I don't know. It just, I felt like there should have been more local support for the local guys up there because they all showed up and showed out. Right. Um, so Is this, was this the first show they've had? Not ever. MMA? Not, no, 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 no. Okay. Um, actually Terry house who did a phenomenal job with the in cage interviews. I thought probably one of the best jobs, um, that Coliseum's ever had doing like post-fight interviews in the cage. He mm-hmm. did a great job. He's got a future in that, I think, if he ever wants to. And commentary, you know, could play into that as well. Um, but he kind of said that, like, I think they haven't had fights since like 2015 or 16, mm. maybe something. But so they've had them. You know, they're accustomed to them. Mm, okay. Um, but so yeah, what? man, I just, I, I don't know. I'm gonna put Maryville on a little bit of blast just for that, I guess. If I had to critique anything, but yeah. the show was great. Looked Hopefully, good. next time they. Uh they go a little crazier. Yeah, man, I know. Because it doesn't get bigger than Lloyd Carter in a main event, right? Yeah, you know, especially in that area, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of the only thing. But other than that, a guy threw up in the cage. Never seen that before. That's nice. how the fight ended. Here comes the boom. That's what that's from. <laughs> Dude, it was like uh, it was this like guy. Well, like the doctor comes over and he's like, stop the fight. He's like yelling from the outside of the cage. And the ref's like, what? And he's like pointing and like you just see this like green just Ugh, vomit that's terrible <laughs> I haven't seen it in the cage we have seen it right after a fight yeah oh yeah we have seen that yeah <laughs> that's, seen the, that's how it ended that's how the fight ended yeah the guy threw up on, on the so guy. what they call it I don't know doctor stoppage <laughs> Doc, yeah I, I have no idea yeah, doctor, quite literally stop stop <laughs> yeah doctor stoppage uh, some great amateur title fights as well um, the 25 pound uh, a guy named JJ Johnson uh, fought Clay, which we know Clay. Clay's mm-hmm. been around for a while. That was a that was a good fight by that JJ guy. I thought he looked really good. Um, he looks like a guy that might be ready to kind of take that next step. I thought, you know, into pros. He looked really sharp. Mm-hmm. Um, and Clay's just always tough. And Clay, you know, even for Clay, like twenty five is probably almost too big. Yeah, he's for probably him. like a one hundred five. Yeah, I mean, well, he's fought at like one fifteen. Yeah. But I remember, you know, back when he was coming to Gaha more often, and it was just like he said they just couldn't find fights for him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's tough to find guys that small. Um, and then I, I'm going to butcher this cause there's like a couple of Coltons, but I think it was Colton Jones or was it Colton Parks that fought Wilson Lopshire? 
for the mm. 70. So it was for the interim 70 amateur title. Um, but he looked great. Beat Wilson um, mm-hmm. by guillotine. Kind of like a really cool guillotine, actually. And he's going to face Ian uh, Pomprit when oh, he comes okay. back for the actual title. I think it title. is Jones then. Colton Jones, I think. Because he's fought yes. uh, Schaefer, Schaefer I yes. Yeah. yeah, he beat Schaefer, actually. Mm-hmm. So that tells you how good Colton Jones is. Colton right. Jones, another guy. He goes in and gets the job done against a guy like Ian. Like, let's go pro. Right. It's, he just, you know, it's you time. can tell he's that level. So... Great fights, man. Like I said, we talked so much about him. I felt like we had to kind of give a little update of what right. happened. Uh, and like I said, congrats to everybody that fight fought, all the coaches, everybody that came out because it, mm-hmm. it was a good show. It yeah. really looked like a great show. And once again, appreciate Cito and Kyle for giving us a little bit of their time before a fight. Some guys aren't really open to that, so 100%. we appreciate that. Very true. Um, boys, we got to get this show rolling. So I am having a horrible two days. I worked yesterday. Um, as you guys know, that's why I wasn't able to go to the actual fights last night. I had to work yesterday. My plan was to pack today. Mm-hmm. Um, cause we leave Wednesday and with work and stuff like that, I just, it's just better to get it done today. So I still plan on doing that. Walk out to my truck yesterday to go pick up our dinner. My truck, my back right tire is completely flat. I ran over a nail mm. or something. There's like no air. It won't hold air at all. So I got like some fix a flat. I've got to try to aired up just to get it somewhere everywhere is closed today um mm-hmm. i don't know what the heck i'm gonna do <laughs> so <laughs> it's just been like i'm trying to figure it out i think after this i'm gonna try to run it to walmart um but i say man i guess still gotta pack and get ready for this trip so might be a bit of a shorter episode today i don't know but bear with us because i've got a lot going on <laughs> in my personal <laughs> life today it's been yeah. a crazy it's been a busy last uh 20 or 48 hours excuse me um, before we get into this episode, though, per usual, we mm-hmm. always ask that you please follow, give us a subscribe, whatever platform you're listening to this on. Um, if you do have an iPhone, we do ask that you go to Apple Podcasts, please. Mm-hmm. And uh, even if you don't listen on Apple Podcasts, run over there, click subscribe, uh, give us the five stars and write us a review. That's the best way that you guys can support us for free. That costs you nothing. Mm-hmm. All it takes is literally two minutes of your time. You don't have to put your real name on there. You can put a nickname. We've seen some sweet nicknames before from people. Right. Hard actually, abs 05. Yeah, I actually prefer a sweet nickname. Throw, yeah. throw a cool nickname in there. Best one wins. We'll say that. I don't know yeah. what you win yet, but we don't have merch. <laughs> we don't ask for any money. That's how you guys can support this podcast Please. because it's going to help us continue to grow. Check us on Instagram at Neon Belly Podcast. Brandon, you got some trash talking this weekend. You back down real quick. I back down? Real quick. How'd I back down? I don't know. You just didn't really come with it. I don't necessarily yeah. know that that's you that, didn't I shut received, down. that I no. received trash talk. Yeah. I mean, I mean Jake, you got challenged. Yeah. Well, and then when I responded, and then Two he, days just, later. he just kind of said, well, I'd rather see both, honestly. And I was like, I don't. No, no, no. He said he'd rather see Bofa. Okay. What does that mean? What? Bofa. Bofa D's nuts on your forehead, <laughs> boy. <laughs> Hit it. <Woo>! <laughs> so is that you guys? Like, I don't even see. Does that, like, how does that work? Because he's the one that said it. You're the one who had to explain it. Brandon's like, overanalyzing. Yeah, I mean, what do <laughs> you expect? Like, I did say that he might Google it. So the fact that <laughs> yeah. he didn't. No, no, no. We were hoping you would take the bait for everybody to see. No, right you got to come with something better than that, man. That's that's a little weak, honestly. All right, you said know. it. You called him out. So do you feel yeah. good to finally get a... A little interaction, a little call out? A little bit, but I know who he is, and I know that's obviously not a stance he would take, so I knew he was just kind of pushing buttons, so it was hard for me to really that's get That's the first step. It. Maybe now people will open up like, hey, this guy called him out. Maybe now I can. <laughs> Maybe. I hope so. Maybe. At Neon Belly Podcast, boys, it mm-hmm. goes down in the comments sometimes. Go check us out. Yes, let's sir. let's get into these fights. Last night, boys, UFC fight night, Islam Makachev defeating Bobby Green via TKO in round one. That's 10 in a row now for the boy Islam, um, making it look extremely easy. Extremely yeah. easy. I hate to um, say I told you so. I think everybody told everybody so. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes, like, I think going into fights like that, like, I feel like to almost win a fight like that, you have to be a little crazy. So I felt like, you know, mm-hmm. Bobby Green's the perfect amount of crazy to go in, not be afraid. Um, and I don't think he was. You know, like, he, he knew what he was getting himself into. But... 
Islam is just it's just yeah. different levels, man. I mean, it's just different levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought I thought Bobby did a really good job at originally keeping away from him, holding him. He Islam looked like he was trying to do some arm drags and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like Bobby did a good job of staying away and trying to land his stuff. And then obviously, eventually, the inevitable happens. Yeah. And I thought Bobby Green did good off his back. He was doing some. He was trying to get back to guard, but every time he tried, Islam shut him down. And then he went to mount. And after that, we know that's murder. She wrote so, and. The way he was able to control him, like just with his legs in that mount, because yeah. like he couldn't even move. That's why I mean they have to stop it because he's not defending himself. But once he got sideways and was like leaning against the cage, Bobby couldn't even move. That just yeah. lets you know how long, he how strong trying. that dude's legs are. Yeah, I mean exactly what sh- I guess should have happened happened. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you know Bobby hung in there for as long as he could, did what he could. But you know I honestly don't know what a full camp would really change in my mm-hmm. opinion. Um, but you know again that just shows where Islam is. Uh, mm-hmm. Dude, I love a matchup with him and Oliveira. Like that is yeah. that, the thought of that is just crazy. Like mm-hmm. it's nuts. So it is nuts. I thought too coming out. I think I told you guys. I felt like Islam kind of wanted to make it a stand up affair. I I don't know why. I just kind of felt like the way he came out that he wasn't intending on taking that early shot the way he did. Mm-hmm. Um. So maybe a little credit to Bobby Green because maybe he just saw something or got a feel in there from mm-hmm. the Bobby like okay this isn't probably the fight I want to fight um but yeah once he wanted to take it down there was nothing that poor Bobby Green could do <laughs> yeah um I've already seen a lot of people you know on Twitter and Instagram already being really critical uh saying that you know for Islam to get the title shot he needs to be a Benil Dariush or you know a top considered top lightweight um you know coming off of uh, uh Dan uh Hooker I mean mm-hmm. and now Bobby Green have we seen enough for him to get a title shot, do you guys think? Because I don't think you can see anything else. I mean, Bobby Green is still a professional mixed martial artist. He's still a human being. Like, Yeah, I think the way he wins matters just as much as who he's beating, for sure. right? So, like, okay, he didn't fight Darius. Again, that's not his fault, but he didn't go in there and go five rounds with Bobby. He right. went yeah. there and he needed to win. Same like thing that. he did with Hooker. Yeah, so, I mean, I think I hear what people are saying in terms of he needs to fight a Darius, but I don't agree just based on how he's winning. Yeah. I think he deserves a title shot. Yeah, I think guys who've got to a title shot or actually even won the title have got to that fight beating somebody who's probably Bobby Green level like there's sometimes it just that's who you get yeah. I mean Habib had the same problem people would get injured people yeah. would drop out you know you're fighting guys like Alaquinta and some of these other guys who might not be the oh you're the best guy ever right. but you're still beating and finishing really tough guys if you're Islam so I think you know he ties Oliveira for the, the longest record at lightweight I mean, I don't think there's anything else he can do at this point. No, I agree. I, I don't see, like, the argument with people other than it's just people uh, yeah. on social media. But I will say, if Gaethje beats Oliveira, that will throw a wrench into this whole thing because I do feel like, in a sense, I don't know, like, if Oliveira were to lose, does he deserve an immediate rematch? I mean, I know we kind of have to say, like, we always say, like, you got to wait for the fight, right? See what happens. How does it happen? Is there Mm -hmm. controversy? You know, there's all these different factors that could go into that. Um, But nonetheless, I mean, if Oliveira were to be successful, I'm with Brandon. That matchup is just... The idea of that is crazy. Mm -hmm. I don't think... Crazy. I don't think he get As much as I do think Oliveira's getting the title in his defense are probably two of the best, like, biggest wins in that division in a long time. Mm -hmm. I think Islam is such a big market with Habib being out that they probably do push him up to fight Gaethje. Could. Because they just know how big Habib got, and they know they can capitalize on that same market. And the UFC, at the end of the day, is all about making some money for them. So, But I don't think Oliveira, even if he was to lose, he wouldn't be far from... Because people do want to see him in Islam. That's the yeah. Habib Tony of now. Yeah, I mean, I think if, if Oliveira loses, Dariush is going to be right there. So then maybe mm-hmm. you throw an Oliveira, Dariush, and yeah. then the winner fights, you know, Islam Gaethje winner. I, I think they have at least the fact that Dariush is in there helps the situation because it's not going to mm-hmm. be like, well, what do we just do with this third guy now? There's some options. Yeah. yeah. So you guys think no matter what happens between Gaethje and Oliveira, Islam's got to be the next guy. Yeah. No matter what. I mean, I, so. I mean, there's always stipulated, like there's no contact. I mean, there's different things mm-hmm. kind of that could play into that. But the, the only way I could see it going any different is if it's just like a complete war, fantastic sure. fight. Split decision. Yeah, maybe. Like yeah. a Moreno figure. Yeah, yeah. But outside of that, man, no, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I agree. I just, I, <laughs> I, I think people are crazy. Whatever you're sipping, whatever you're not seeing, like wake up mm-hmm. because this, I mean, I saw a stat that said 
Islam now has more finishes in the UFC than Habib with one less fight. Yeah, Habib, in, in one less fight than Habib had. Mm-hmm. Habib took thirteen fights to get, I think, nine finishes or something, yeah. and he did it in twelve. And that's my thing with Islam is like, where sometimes I could say like, you know, Habib was more about control, and you know, he wasn't always a finisher, so to speak. Um, Islam's always looking to finish. Mm-hmm. I mean, he mm-hmm. that, he's not in there to make this uh, long. I mean, yeah, he is it's in evolution. There. It's just yeah, for sure. Um, I'm excited, man. I I don't know. I just yeah. This guy's he's gonna go, and I think once he once he has the belt, Bisping said something interesting. He's like, I think it could take him one time to get it. Like Bisping's not so convinced yet that he thinks he'll get it on his first crack. I don't. I feel like he will. I don't. Mm. You think he beats Oliver? I, I kind of do. I mean, I just I don't know what. You know, I don't know because Oliver is just a wizard. So I don't know. I don't know. I, <laughs> I can't even. Even sitting here now, I have no idea. But I'm just saying, once this guy gets the belt, good luck. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're gonna get to another guy here in a minute that could be a contender for that. But he's different, man. Yeah. No, I, I think he falls into that thing, and we've seen it over the more over the I feel like the past maybe ten years than ever before, where some of these guys go on these runs, and you're just like. There has to be a kink in the armor. There has to be something mm-hmm. that's happening that is going to cost. You know, this guy's not doing everybody like that, and then they do. Yeah. And I think he's just falling into that where it's like, well, let's see him do it against this guy. Let's see yeah. him. And I think that's just well, he's where been he's knocked at. out. So I think a lot of people yeah. still hold that against him. But it's yeah. like, let's get past that. It was yeah. the same thing with the though, right? Like he yeah. goes in. Well, he just beat Alakinta. Uh, yeah. So then he goes in. He beats Connor. Yeah. So well, Connor didn't do well against wrestlers. So then he goes in and beats Dustin. Sure. Well, Gaethje's the next guy. It's so then he goes in there and just right. yeah. Gaethje. It's, yeah. You know, Agreed, boys. Let's move on to the co-main event. Mm-hmm. Wellington Terman defeating Misha Serkinov via armbar in round two. Uh, Terman moved his camp uh, to Connecticut to train with the light heavyweight champ Glover Teixeira, and it definitely looked like it paid off here. Oh, yeah. um, great comeback from Terman. Uh, you know, after fighting that early uh, rear naked choke, which looked really <sighs> tight, uh, you know, Serkinov went on to win that first round pretty handedly with mm-hmm. some really good ground and pound, but... Wellington, man, in that second round, found a way to uh, catch him in that armbar. What did you guys think of Wellington Tournament? I thought he looked great. Uh, the 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 type of armbar he hit, right, from closed guard to swing the hip over. I feel like we don't see those a lot, yeah. and they're super effective. Like, was, I wish, yeah, I wish we saw him more. Um, I, you know, he's a black belt. I, I was kind of curious with moving with or training with to share how that was going to play into it what do you feel like was the difference maker there outside of obviously training with the world champion you know it's funny you say that so kamara usman talked about that on the post fight uh with rashad you know rashad evans was Mm -hmm. there and they actually kind of asked him that exact same thing and so i think the best answer is his answer um which is he basically just said when you're around a champ like that and you're you're training and performing at the same level and then that champ starts pouring into you as like hey man you can do this. Like what I'm doing now, you can do that. Like I see mm-hmm. these traits and action. And then he said like for him with Rashad is it started to build that confidence to where he was just like, Oh, okay. I, I guess I can mm-hmm. really do this. So, you know, maybe for a guy like Wellington Terman, who's kind of had a bit of a up and down in the UFC, maybe he just needed that affirmation from somebody that's doing it at the highest level mm-hmm. in a Glover to share. You know, it may not even be day to day. Like maybe his training's better. I don't know, but just having somebody like that around you, Okay. Yeah, I would say it's a you are who you're around type of thing, sure. and you see it with some of these camps that go on these runs, like you know city kickboxing, where these yeah. guys all kind of really believe in each other, and they they know it because they train with the guys who are at the highest, and mm-hmm. AKA did it for a while, Greg Jackson. So I think this is just one of those things. You got like Alex that Alex Pereira trains with them, right? With yep. Glover, and yep. obviously you do have yeah Dutch they do have too, a solid so they have team a, up there for sure. That uh, that probably also has a lot to do with it too. I mean, just getting those high level guys, but. I thought it was very, um, very impressive because Misha. I mean, if, if somebody wins by a submission in a Misha fight, it's usually Misha. Sure. I mean, that's what. And then, he came down from two hundred five, right? Yeah. He well, he's been down. Yeah. yeah. He came down a couple fights ago. So he's ago. he's still a pretty big guy. So yeah. I, and I thought I did think that that rear naked was like it looked Ooh. bad, and he did good. You know, peeled the feet off and mm-hmm. was able to kind of rotate him. And at the end of the first round, it looked like. Terman was kind of gassed mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. when they came out after like the first couple exchanges Serkunov actually to me looked noticeably winded you know he's breathing out of his mouth kind of slowed down a little bit in his movement got that takedown and then to me like watching it it's like he just turned off for a minute you know he kind of just like rested and he, yeah bit. he kind of was like okay I got him down I'm in his guard I'm just gonna rest and then 
Credit to Terman, just <laughs> you know, like Brandon said, that beautiful just swinging arm mm-hmm. bar, um, and just it was snappy, man. It was really, really nice technique. So he's definitely one to watch in the middleweight division. Mm-hmm. Um, next fight, Priscilla Cashueta defeating Ji Yoon Kim via unanimous decision, twenty nine twenty eight. I personally felt like Kim did enough here to win this fight, yep. and I think. Bisping was kind of, oh man, I, I feel like I, I don't want to keep picking on this guy every week because I think he's a great commentator and his knowledge, I mean, what do I, I mean, he he could, I mean, I don't even want to compare my he's knowledge. A champion. Yeah. I just think sometimes he's not fully locked in. I mean, so he they go on this whole thing quoting a movie. I don't even remember what movie they were quoting during the commentary. And then next thing you know, like they kind of stop and he's like, I'm not even listening. Like, I'm watching the fight, and Kim is just tagging. Cashueta, mm-hmm. tagging her, tagging yeah. her, tagging her. You know, Cashueta was landing the bigger shots for sure, but the volume, and Bisping was like, Kim's got to start doing more for me. She's just not doing enough. And then Brendan Rogers, or uh, I think, no, Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. Brendan, Brendan Rogers is a soccer coach, sorry. <laughs> uh, Brendan Fitzgerald was like, uh, Michael, she's actually outlanding her like 27 to 9. <laughs> and he was just like, oh, really? <laughs> like, yeah, idiot. I mean, not, he's not an idiot. Sorry, I love Michael Bisping. But it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, dude, you're not listening. You're not yeah. watching the fight. You're quoting movies. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I think that's where like we kind of talk about commentary can be really misleading. Oh, yeah. But the whole fight, I'm like, holy cow! Like Kim is putting on a clinic yeah. through the first two rounds. Now in that third round, Cashweta just took. Oh, I mean, she was like, hey, I'm either gonna go out here and just started throwing literally elbows for a whole round, like they were mm-hmm. hooks. I mean, it was insane. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, I was going. Well, go it was the, I did, for me. So she landed a big like for in terms of her moments, uh, she landed a big knee, and I believe the fourth round, third. There was only was three it, rounds. Wh- oh, okay. It was in the third. That's when she was just like walking forward, throwing well, elbows. Okay, so that's that's yeah, that same round was where I was saying she landed those big elbows. But yeah. outside of that, man, like even in that round though, Kim was still for landing sure. quite a few jabs, some crosses. She was in it. Yeah. She was backing up the whole time, but she was tagging her, like you said. I mean, if you look mm-hmm. at her face, uh, I her's face, it was lit up from so. the from like the second early yeah. second mm-hmm. round. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Kim got cut open with those in the, elbows. In the third. Yeah, 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 and she looked really rough at the end. But up until those elbows, I'm with you. And I think the appearance of Cashweta coming forward, landing those big shots. Maybe the judges just felt like, mm. oh, she's doing more significant. But like, listen to Michael Bisping. I'm too. Gonna say maybe they were Bisping <laughs> out because yeah, I, I mean, she outstruck her by 70. It strikes, was unreal. 170 man. to 102, and to the head, 151 to 78. Like, I just I uh, mean, Dan Hooker called out the judges about that. It was terrible because it was um. He basically just said, like, the commission has to do something because yeah. these guys are just ruining fights for some of these people. Mm-hmm. And then you feel bad, you know, like, I feel bad for, like, uh, Kim, who she's coming from South Korea, right? Which, well, I think she did this camp in America, actually. But still, you know, you're a long ways from home mm-hmm. um, and all these different factors. And it's just, like, then to have a fight like that where, I mean, I wouldn't even say it was, like, she was stalling or it was boring. I mean, she literally did everything to win that fight, and mm-hmm. it was kind of taken from her. Mm-hmm. Um, so, nonetheless, I mean, Cashweta, I don't want to take anything. I mean, she's fun. I mean, yeah. she's just, I think as she moves up the ladder, you know, there's a lot of women in that 25-pound division that are just mm-hmm. going to give her problems with the stand-up, you know, and yeah. that's just, that's just going to be. But she's tough, man. Yeah. I mean, she is freaking tough, I'll at, say that. At one point, I felt like I was watching, like, you know how in the game you can move the sliders? Yeah. And I felt like they put their both of their chins up to 100, yeah. and then their striking power down to, like, 20, and they were just hitting each other over yeah. and over. But, yeah, it's it's unfortunate for Kim, but hopefully she bounces back and gets some better judges in her next fight. Boys, the fight that we featured, another one, Armand Sarukian defeating Joel Alvarez via TKO in round two, another, just like we said in the main event, Sarukian making it look easy mm-hmm. against a Joel Alvarez who, I mean, has really looked unstoppable coming. I mean, they both have looked unstoppable. Um, nasty elbows from Sarukian in that first round, cutting Alvarez. I mean, that one just, I mean, I almost couldn't even watch it back. Leaking. Oh. It, was, it was puddles. Oh. That, yeah. Yeah, Ash was actually watching it, and she like just looked up on the slow mo, and it was just like, because like Alvarez like was lifting his head up as the elbows coming down, and yeah. it just looks terrible. I thought the first round was ten eight. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could even have made an argument for ten seven. It was so one sided. Do you think? Do you think a lot of that though had to do with the cut specifically? Because he could not see. I, I mean, if you was, look at his face, he's like, yeah, trying to wipe it. It just took him out of it yeah. so early, and that takedown came so early too, mm-hmm. right? So that's all. It was literally 
you know, Alvarez on his back and then Saruki and just controlling which, him. Which he's pretty comfortable on his back, but it's different when your your face is leaking sure. like that, right? So I don't know. I just, yeah, I, I agree. I, I just wonder how much that really played into it. Because even the second before he went out there, it was still pouring down yeah. his nose. So you knew it was going to just take one touch to just get all over his face again and make it mm-hmm. hard to see. But then he got put in a bad spot in round two anyway. But It was spring. Yeah. Like, that was, was crazy. Yeah. That was tough. I, I don't know. I haven't seen the official report, but I didn't know that his, uh, Alvarez's manager is Ali. Mm. And he tweeted that Alvarez broke two ribs in the first takedown in the first round. Ugh. That would so make a little sense. That would stifle be, your jujitsu for sure. Yeah. So I, I don't. I don't know if that's an official. I mean, obviously he's his manager, so sure. saying that. Um, but that changes your like your game off your back a hundred percent. Yeah. And uh, shout out to Paul Felder who said uh, he like said something along. He was like, "Man, there's something about getting cut on that nose right there. It just leaks, man. I don't know if it's like an artery or what." <laughs> She's like, I don't think there's an artery there. <laughs> like, what are you saying, Paul Felder? An artery in your nose? In your face. But, dude, that was a, that's one of the nastiest cuts I've seen in a while. Yeah, my, my wife and her sister were watching it with me, and it, they like it just looked up in the middle of, or at the end of round one, and they are like, oh, my God, is this legal? Like, what, is yeah. this allowed? And I yeah. was like, yeah. It's like the ovary lip. Like, sometimes you just see some of these cuts where you're just yeah. like, oh. But Sarukian, yeah. man. I we just was kind of teasing it earlier, but he's only lost in the UFC. Was in his debut to Islam. It was a close fight. It was a very close fight. He said he wants it back. He has all the skill sets, mm-hmm. all the freaking skill sets to beat a guy like. I mean, if you're if you're sitting here and you're like asking me what I think would have to be to Islam, I'm telling you, look at Armand Sarukian. I mean, yeah. that's it's a, that's what you're, you're basically gonna have to match Islam with Islam, and I think he's mm-hmm. the closest thing right now. Honestly, mm-hmm. I think he has more diverse striking too. I think he mixes it up better I, than Islam I, I does think in it's the striking. A, I think it's an argument, but I think I mean, Islam has the better control in the wrestling. <sighs> Yeah. Let's not forget Islam's first strike in the Bobby Green fight was a head kick. Yeah. Like No, for sure. I'm just saying I just feel like Sarukian does a better job of mixing things up like that. I, I do think Islam is definitely progressing. I feel like we've maybe had more of a sample size from Sarukian in the stand up. Sure. So maybe that yeah. makes it a little but bit also, easier. Also Sarukian trains at Tiger Muay Thai, like yeah. with Peter Yan. Like he's with strikers mm-hmm. so it just makes a little bit more of a difference but i do think that that's a very very big fight i know he said he wanted it in russia who knows if that's ever going to happen maybe give him to Dariush. Oof. i love that well he said he went in his post fight he said he wants a top 10 opponent and called out number nine gregor gillespie that's a good one too that's like, yeah i, want, I, want I don't gregor know i feel like poor gregor everybody keeps calling him out like well, he, didn't he just yeah. get called out like last week like well, they said think- that he got the call for the islam fight and said no that's well that's what islam's camp is saying islam no islam said sarukian got asked and that's, mm. that's what he said. In the, I, yeah, I was going to bring that up. He said in the post-fight show, he because they had mentioned it, and he was like, where was he at then? He was like, because mm. he was offered this fight. He's like, this, he's like, that's the thing with this guy. He keeps putting my name in his mouth, but he never wants to show up. Mm. He's just evolved his PR game, too, so I well. love it. I it love and it, it makes it so much. Because, like, Habib, he it's like the, when he did today stuff, it was like, oh, this is funny, or, like, it's very serious. Yeah. But Islam's, like, sprinkling in some of that. His, Connor, his, his that English just, like, is a little better, too. So yeah. It is, but he just has this, like, I feel so bored, but I'm like, eh, I'm just going to talk right. talk shit while I'm bored <laughs> about it. Like, eh, whatever. But, yeah, you know. He's, love to see it. Yeah, he said Sarukian was offered and said, I mean, I don't know if there's any truth to that or not, right. mm-hmm. but he was offered to step up, and he, in Islam's words, says he wasn't ready for the fight. So, I don't know. Mm. We're just putting that out in the universe. I, mean, I imagine that's a different uh, different type of camp, too, to think go five rounds with Islam or three yeah, with Alvarez. For sure, so. for sure. Um, boys, last fight I want to mention Terrence freaking McKinney T-Rex defeating Faraz Ziam via rear naked choke in round one, two minutes and 11 seconds. This dude has the fastest knockout and what is it like featherweight history or mm-hmm. something like that? Like six seconds comes out rear naked choke in two minutes. Yep. Been calling out Hamzat for a wrestling match. He's been <laughs> begging for a wrestling match. He's like, I want to show off my wrestling. I want to show off my grappling and put it on full display last mm-hmm. night. We know he can strike. We now know he's got the chops on the ground and looked really good. Yeah. I mean, his transitions and his ability to hold, I mean, you know, his opponent did not make that easy for him to do, mm-hmm. um, but looked really good. I am like Terrence McKinney to the moon. Yeah. How did um, it get to the ground exactly? He took him down. Was it a takedown? It looks like a mm-hmm. kind of a weird They deal. don't have McKinney down for a takedown. Oh, maybe I'm... Maybe but, I mean, the dude only landed one strike, and it was a leg kick. I watched it one. That's, that was the thing. So, I thought it was, like, kind of a weird kick slash they both I guess trips. I'd have to rewatch it. I've only watched it the one time, and I'm trying to think of how they ended up on the ground. It was really weird. I thought he took him down, but I'm going to be honest. I was watching this, 
and the Coliseum. Yeah. I have like I have like forty fights in my head right now <laughs> yeah. from from last night. Um, so maybe I'm forgetting. I thought he took him down. Um, but nonetheless, I told you. Yeah, that. I mean, it was great display on the ground because he passed through his guard like butter, got to side control, went knee on, went belly. Knee on belly, got to well, back to half guard, and then ended up taking the back. And again, Michael Bisping, as McKinney's putting on the choke, like it's a weird angle. It's the same angle Habib actually had in his debut. Um, but he was putting the choke on, and you hear Michael Bisping, it's not there. It's not there yeah. at all. It's like, all of a sudden, I know, opponents dude. tap, and it's like, come on, man. It's the like, thing. Like, I don't want to keep calling him out, picking on Bisping. I will. Like, he's, he's ranking up there with Cruz, man. He's about to. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, yeah, no, very impressive. Like I said in the group, man, who's had a more impressive first two fights? I mean, the dudes took one leg kick, and he has a seven-second knockout. Starting to look very, very <laughs> But he doesn't have a seven-second knockout. But even, to put it, but even to put him in that discussion, yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, because I think that's fair to put him in right. that. You look at Hamzat's first two fights, and you look at Terrence McKinney's first two fights. It's very fair right. to put him in that discussion. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. It's you, to, you just yeah. don't see a lot of guys. I know. And, I mean, even with his story, too, it's like you have yeah. – there's nothing you can do but root for the guy yeah i love this his interviews like he's just like i don't know yeah he has that thing where it's like you just want to like the guy i'm mm-hmm. um, really excited to see i think Sahuda like tweeted about like hey watch out for this guy which obviously we know Sahuda's tied to everybody yeah. at this point so yeah i'm pumped man i'm really pumped for terrence mckinney i'm really hoping for a quick turnaround obviously with a quick fight like that i don't see why it won't happen uh brandon update us on our scores man what do we got we got a three-way tie Oh, we're all sitting at nine points. So John had two because he called a second round sub, which obviously wasn't a sub, but he got two for Islam. We all called Islam and then all of us picked Joel. So we none of us got points for that one. Mm -hmm. We didn't. I thought I said sub. What I say for who Islam. Yeah, you picked sub in round three. So I got two points. No, because it was a first round TKO. Oh, sorry. (laughs) I'm dude. I'm telling you guys my brain like. I, I should have made notes. Like, so typically I make notes on the fights as I'm watching them. Mm-hmm. And like, I didn't do it last night because I, the Coliseum combat card right, went later. Oof, and, yeah. Oh, sorry, guys. You're worried. Don't worry. I got you. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Yeah. So we got that. So nine points. Wow. I like it. Starting mm-hmm. off. And we all spicy. said Albert. I thought you said Sarukian. Nope. I nope. picked Joel. Really? We all three did. All right. Mm-hmm. Boys, we are going to keep it moving. This Saturday night, UFC 272 at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. A quick fun fact about Las Vegas. The city hosts about 10,000 marriage ceremonies every month, which comes out to about 300 a day. Dang. We wonder why the divorce rate is over 50% (laughs) in America. Moving on. Won't say anything else. Brandon, get us set up for this main event, man. All right, so there's... To me, there's kind of two ways to look at this fight. One is the drama, the storyline there, and then the other one is just sort of the um, the lightweight picture, so mm-hmm. to speak. Right? Um, I'm sorry, welterweight title, welterweight picture. So, as far as the drama, obviously these guys, um, former best friends, former training partners, they've cornered each other multiple times. They used to live together. You can find videos of them wrestling each other in their apartment, which yeah. is hilarious. Um, but then at a certain point, man, um, Colby kind of take this persona change, right, and just starts mm-hmm. going in on everybody. And there's like some, this is kind of hearsay, I suppose, from Mazadol. Colby's not paying his coach, and then all of a sudden there's a falling out. So not needless to say, Colby's moved on to another gym, mm-hmm. and everybody at Top Team hates him. Um, so there's the drama, right? These guys just absolutely do not like each other, and they're going to settle it this coming weekend. Um, but then the other side of it is both of these guys are – 0-2 against Usman. So mm-hmm, they're yeah. three and they're three and two in their last five. Um both of them have fought the number one pound for pound twice. Both have lost. Mm-hmm. However, Colby has looked sucked very, a little less. Yeah, he, he looked better <laughs> in his losses than Masvidal has. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Um but either way, they both kind of made some resurgences in their career. Um Masvidal with his three fight streak, you know, looked at his knocked out against Askren, Till, and then he decimated Nate Diaz. Mm-hmm. Looked fantastic leading up to that. And then Colby Beating RDA, Robbie Lawler, and then um, oh, Woodley. Geez. Woodley, yeah, um, are his three. And again, both lost to Usman. So, in terms of the implications, there's no title on the line, mm-hmm. but this is pretty important to see who, you know, which one's going to get a little closer to another path to the title or something big. Because yeah. either one of these guys, if they take an L here, it's going to make it hard, or one of them's going to have to. But whoever does, it's going to make it a lot harder to get back into the title. Especially because they both fought the champ twice. Exactly. Now. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And it's crazy because, like you said in the buildup, like seeing these videos of these two, like literally living together and like 
rubbing each other's shoulders before yeah. the fight and like, I love you, man. And you're the best. And then like to see how we've gotten here, mm-hmm. um, Brandon, you need to remember this because you could be yeah, the I Colby like Covington of this if podcast. If anybody's going to be, yeah. it's definitely you. So you need to, rem- you need to take this in. No, uh, but, but like, it is kind of, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I was kind of thinking like, man, what's some other, like, and then I started thinking of like the Rashad Evans, John Jones, like mm-hmm. these fights are just fun, man. Like I know there's not mm-hmm. a title on the line, but, um, it is just kind of fun. What, go ahead. D- does any part of you guys just wonder, like, is it a ruse? Could well, it? I, you, that's you what I would say. That, I'd be interested to see what it. happens after because he was the same way with Usman until afterwards. And it was like, yeah. hey, man, you know I had to. Yeah, you know. no. I and he's admitted that this is kind of just an act he played to get a new contract initially. Well, I mean, for sure. But, no, I'd, I I think, I mean, I mean, it's gone as far because back when he left, ATT. I mean, they mm. weren't scheduled to fight, so it's not like that's the only thing for me too. Yeah, I mean, there's there, yeah. there's been a falling out for sure. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm just I don't know. You know, here's my problem: is when I think about this fight, is I keep thinking, how does Masvidal win? And I just can't think of ways that he wins other than a Ben Ben Askren crazy, mm-hmm. you know, flying knee scenario. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's going to take something like that for Masvidal to win. However, there is the history there. There is the training there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. Sometimes, like, you know, kind of like I was hitting out with the Bobby Green, it just takes somebody in that mind frame to go in and on the night, maybe he just knows how to beat Colby. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but based off of what we've seen, especially in our last couple of fights, I mean, Masvidal hasn't won a fight since 2019 when he beat Nate Diaz mm-hmm. uh, for the BMF title. Right. You know, so now granted, his next two were against the champ. One of them was on last minute. Second one, he just got clean knocked out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we haven't had the greatest sample size, I'll say, I guess, of Masvidal. I think he has good takedown defense. It's a little yeah. bit underrated. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I just – I think Colby's pressure. And, I mean, could Masvidal knock him out? For sure. But, mm-hmm. I mean, Usman didn't. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it's, Colby's striking. It's obviously not the highest level, but it's not bad. I yeah. Mean, he was in there every round with Usman. Right. Rattled mm-hmm. him a couple times. Um, you know, he's got the striking to hang. In the wrestling, obviously, I think we're pretty clear on where yeah. that's going to go. So for me, the thing is, the guy who's got the better wrestling tends to be able to dictate where the sure. fight goes. So I just have a feeling this is going to be wherever Colby wants it to happen. Yeah. Um, but who knows? Masvidal does some crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. I think what's interesting is, you know, Masvidal doesn't get finished. Yeah. But until this last fight, it was 2009, that inverted triangle in Bellator. Yes. That, um, all his losses have been by decision. And when with Colby... Five of his last six have been decisions. Yeah. The Woodley being the only knockout, and that was like that rib break or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So on paper, it seems like, oh, Colby wins by decision. But the X factor of them having so much history, you wonder if somebody's going to lean on the training sessions yeah. or a habit that they might have seen. But they've, but Colby's obviously changed camps, so he's bringing sure. a different style. Mazaval's kind of bringing the same product, which is just the, his whole violence thing. He's going to keep his hand he's going to try to keep it standing obviously but Usman came out and said that he has really good t- he he leans toward Masvidal a little bit with his re- uh, takedown defense yeah. and you know just having that cuz I do think if like even looking at the till f- knockout like he can pull a knockout out of his out of his butt sure. if he ha- like if he lands something he's dynamic enough to put anybody out yeah Usman obviously didn't get it but Colby doesn't fight anybody else like he does Usman yeah and I feel like kind of that's Usman, a good point you know so it'll be interesting to see if he wants to just like take him down and punish him or if he's gonna try to mix it up in the stand-up and at that point it becomes a lot that's where Mazaval has his chance so I think that's the big big x factor with that but I just want to see what happens if they can get in each other's head throughout the week or yeah. who, who can who can separate the person on history and just execute. Yeah, watch your watch the pre-fight press conferences for these two. They're going to be pretty interesting. Oh, <laughs> I can't. Did you see the Stephen A. Smith interview? Yeah. A little back and forth. It's going to be a PR nightmare. Oh, it's, it's going to be all over the place. Yeah, I, you know, here's the thing. So I'm I'm going to go, we'll get into our picks here. I'm, I'm going to pick, I'm going to go with Colby. Um, I just think, yeah, like, I'm like full like Muppet where it's like, I hate this guy. I just want to see him get knocked out type thing. Like it, it's worked on me. Mm-hmm. The the character has worked <laughs> on me. I'm okay to admit that. Like, I just want to see him lose. I'm paying to see him lose. Sure. Um, so I will definitely be rooting for Masvidal, uh, but points are points. And I just, I'm having a hard time really thinking of ways that Masvidal can win this fight. Um, like Brandon said, I think Colby has the tools to dictate the pace where the fight goes and um yeah i just that knockout with usman just keeps playing in my head man and i'm just like oh i don't really know mm-hmm. I don't, you know I, i'm just having a hard time finding ways to think of how masvidal can win i'm gonna go colby i think he finishes him um i'll actually go with a maybe a little 
different finish. I'm going to say fourth round submission. Mm. That was my pick. Um, yeah. yeah. So, okay. I, I, Masvidal's tough. Um, I think maybe he can wear on, uh, I'm sorry, Colby can wear on him. I think it's a finish as well, but I think it might be in the fifth round. I'm going to go with fifth round TKO. Nice. nice. You know what I'm going to say? Some of these guys don't do good after all these wars back to back and taking a lot of punishment. And Colby might have got that button weakened a little bit by these fights with Usman. I'm going to call him Mazdaval, second round TKO. But is there a bigger button weakener than that right here? I was going to say Mazdaval definitely no, but, I'm, but what I'm saying is, I'm just saying that if Mazdaval is going to win, he's going to have to do it with a knockout. And Colby, I'm just saying, these wars, he could have got that button weakened yeah. a little bit. And Colby doesn't box the same way Usman does. I don't have a... F- I just Matchups makes fights. I don't feel like... Yeah, for sure. And I don't feel like Colby can knock Usman out on the feet. I don't feel like he has that type of power that we've necessarily seen. I could see like a TKO situation, right? Um, but yeah, I, I just feel like Masvidal has to get it done on his feet. But man, sometimes it just takes the right. You know, you know the knee can do it. And if he's if Colby's looking to get just, takedowns, see, maybe he times something. Like, I feel like that's like, it's going to take something like that. And that's like onside kicks in the NFL. Like, you know, it just, I'm not saying it's like a Hail Mary, but it's like. He's done it once Colby, before. Well, but Colby's not been asking either. No, but I'm just saying. For sure. He, I mean, even like the till, that was a Superman punch. In a fight that he was losing, yeah. so he's yeah. he pulls out these hell marys, man. Oh, he's definitely capable. That's what I said. It's yeah. just gonna take some. I think I think it's gonna take yeah. something like that. Boys, the co-main event: Rafael dos Anjos versus Rafael Faiziv. Once again, dubbing it the Rafa Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Waited two weeks to use that. <laughs> uh, this fight, obviously, like we had mentioned, was supposed to happen two weeks ago on a UFC fight night. It fell apart. Uh, Faiziv had the uh, visa issues. Mm. Uh, Faiziv's coming into this fight ranked number 11 in the lightweight division and riding a five-fight win streak. Uh, he really elevated himself as a contender in his last fight, uh, which was a very impressive third-round knockout over Brad Riddell. Uh, RDA hasn't lost a fight since 2000, or has not fought, excuse me, since November of 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, he defeated Paul Felder, stepped in as a late replacement, uh, for, who stepped in for a re- why do we do this every week? A late replacement for RDA's original opponent, Islam Makhachev. Would have loved to have seen that mm-hmm. fight uh, for Islam especially. Uh, RDA and Islam were then rescheduled and booked to fight in October of that year, or last year, but then RDA was forced out for an injury. Uh, so that brings us to this fight for RDA against another young prospect looking to make his name off the former champ. And that's one thing you can never take away from Dos Anjos is um, he is consistently faced the top, never says mm-hmm. no to anybody. He'll fight anybody across lightweight and welterweight. He's done it in two weight classes. Um, he's extremely well-rounded and uh, should without a doubt be Faizib's toughest opponent mm-hmm. to date. For sure. So for me, uh, that's a lot of... RDA's last few fights so like thinking back on people who have beaten him it's a lot of times been the up-and-comer trying to make a name so Kiesa um Usman Colby I'm trying to think of all his different losses over the years but it seems to be he gets put in this position where he faces the up-and-comer yeah. and just based on what I remember he loses a lot of them mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's yeah. not to be a big knock on him because he's got great wins obviously he be he submitted Kevin Lee sure. somewhat recently I mean he's definitely a contender but I feel like when when it's a big moment like this he tends to fall short. Um, so just to kind of lead into what my, what I'm thinking for this one. Yeah, yeah I think um, sometimes you just see that somebody take that step up. I think for Fazeev, this is a really good chance for him to take that. Oh, yeah. And, and RDA, obviously, like you said, you know, he's very decorated. He's been around for a long time. He's very tough. I mean, to have 43 fights. He's former yeah. champ. It's not yeah, right. former champ. I do think it's going to be a little bit too much for RDA. I think he does have a – sometimes he can get overwhelmed. I think Faziv is definitely the guy to do it with the stand-up. But if it goes to the ground, it's definitely going to be very, very interesting. Yeah, and it's worth noting, I didn't mention this and I should have, this fight is going to remain a five-round fight despite it being the co-main event because it was originally supposed to be the main event. So they are leaving it at five rounds. Mm. Um, this is Faziv's first five-round fight in the UFC. Um and RDA not only has a ton of main event experience, but he has a lot of championship experience in five round fights like mm-hmm. we exper- uh, had discussed. And 
you know, I think that's a huge advantage. Like you cannot overlook that because how many times right. have we been sitting on the other end of a fight like this? And we're, we're saying like, Oh yeah, that was just a champion performance. You know, like that, you know, that was a veteran doing a veteran performance, mm-hmm. learning, you know, knowing how to win a five right. round fight we've seen does seem to require a skill, a certain type of experience and skill set that mm-hmm. Fazib does not have. Right. And that Fazib, we know of. And Fazib tends to of. get a little slower as the fights sure. go on. At least looking back at his Bobby Green fight, the Riddell fight, like, yeah, I know he got the TKO, but he it was a significant pace change for him between rounds one and three. So adding two more rounds to that makes it very interesting to see how he's going to prepare and right. perform given those previous um, performances. Mm-hmm. Agreed. John, who are you going with? I'm going with... Fazeev, I think he has what it takes. I think he wins. I'm gonna say um, first round TKO. I think he has to put it on him early because I do think if you get to those late rounds, RDA has a big advantage. But I think he's just so slick, and the way he sets mm. stuff up is so nasty. When's the last time RDA was finished? Mm. I can look that up. For can, look, can I, I, don't can know. I figure that out before I get my pick? <laughs> I'm gonna go. I was. I'm, I'm gonna pick Fazeev as well. Uh, and I'm gonna. I was gonna say first round knockout too. Really? Yeah, I'm actually. I'll go. Uh, I'll go second round. I'll say second round TKO. KO TKO. RDA is tough. Eddie man. Alvarez in 2016. Yeah, it's been a minute. He's tough. Um, he hasn't fought in a long time. It's fair. I don't think it's going to be that quick. I'll go with third round TKO for Fazeev. Yeah, Fazeev is just scary, man. I just yeah, think his yeah. striking is just different. Yeah, yeah, the way he sets stuff up, and I mean the fact that the dude's a coach at Tiger Muay Thai. Sure. Like, yeah, you're literally just seeing different levels. Yeah, yeah I get it. Uh, John. Let us uh, set us up for our third and final featured. This oh. is going to be a good one, man. I'm a, um, I'm a big fan of Edson Barbosa, and I've, Bryce Mitchell is very, very entertaining. So this is going to be a good one between Bryce Mitchell and the Edson Barbosa. Edson's 2-2 two and two since he moved to featherweight. Some would argue 3-1 and one with a close decision with Dan Ige, recently losing to top contender Giga Chikatse, while Bryce is looking to continue his streak of 14-0, and 0, most recently beating Andre Philly. Coming in, but that was in 2020. It's the last time he fought as well as RDA. His only loss coming in the Ultimate Fighter semifinals, which we don't count those toward his record, but he got uh, submitted. Bryce is known for being very vocal about camouflage shorts. He loves those. And more recently, he's been in the news for being a little controversial on the MMA hour with Ariel <laughs> Hawani, going on a rant about government and mask and other things. But it's going to be interesting. For Barbosa, this isn't his biggest opponent. But it provides an opportunity for him to get a win against a young undefeated fighter to keep himself in that contender list. For Mitchell, obviously biggest fight of his career so far. Uh, I think this is the striker versus grappler matchup. Barbosa is going to use his leg kicks and hands, whereas Mitchell's known for his grappling. He averages like three takedowns and two sub attempts a fight. Like the guy has no, he doesn't hide what he's trying to do. He even even his striking he uses to set up his takedown. So throw his punches and go for a leg or try to get you against the cage. He likes to do the trips up against there. Um, obviously, Edson's going to want to keep it at a distance, probably threaten with his knees. If you think back to the Darush fight, the way he was able to land that knee, I think he's probably going to try to look for something like that again. Um, and Barbosa does have good grappling. He usually gets up outside, obviously, like the Habib fight. That one he wasn't in, but nobody gets mm-hmm. up from that. Yeah. Um, so I think it's it's definitely going to be who can implement their <clears throat> game plan. I think if Barbosa can just use his boxing and maybe land some leg kicks to keep the, the takedowns away, he wins. Um, you know, Bryce has a style to beat Edson, but a lot of his fights are by decision. So I don't know if he can hold Edson long enough to keep him from landing a big shot. So that's how I feel. But I think Edson's going to win by TKO second round. Am I doing my pick? Oh, you can just whatever. Um, so something that stands out to me, this is obviously, like you said, Bryce's toughest test. And I don't remember the most decorated grab or I'm sorry, most decorated striker he's faced up to this point. But a fight for me that I think with Edson is when he fought hooker. And he finished him with that body kick. Mm-hmm. Like, that was very surprising to me and just reminded me of the levels with Barbosa's kicks. So I have a feeling I, I wouldn't be surprised if he lights Bryce up in this fight. However, I am very biased towards grapplers. So I'm going to go with <laughs> Bryce Mitchell. Um, I think he gets the submission in round two. Yeah, I. this is a tough one for me, man, because I I, I like Bryce Mitchell. Um I think he has the more upside. I think he's a little bit more well-rounded in terms of just overall game. Um, But I don't like this matchup for him for some reason. Mm -hmm. There is something about the way, like when I was watching both of their fights this week, I'm like, I can't really explain it, but there's something in this matchup that I just don't think that uh, Bryce is going to match up well against um, Barbosa, particularly on the feet. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, obviously, if he can get him down, 
Um, I think he can, uh, you know, wear on him. Obviously, we've seen Edson have a lot of cardio gas issues in the past. Um, and, you know, Barbosa is a guy that fades, too. And I think Bryce mm-hmm. is a guy that can kind of stay, stay around in the fight for a while. Um, I really watched that Andre Feely fight, which was Bryce's last fight. And, you know, Bryce kind of faded in that fight a little bit, too, mm-hmm. towards the end, got a little tired. or Maybe not tired, I don't know. But he just kind of seemed to lose some of that aggression that I think Feely mm-hmm. was able to sustain longer. Um I am going to go with Bryce Mitchell, actually, though, <laughs> having said all that. I, I don't know why. I just I think that there's more long-term potential. Um, definitely his toughest fight, undoubtedly, mm-hmm. in the promotion. So we're going to find out how good Bryce Mitchell really is in this fight. And right. Barbosa's a good guy to test that. Um, and Bryce Mitchell does have some – I mean, he's got some some crafty striking, too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, uh, it's not like he's, you know – completely right. um, elementary there but yeah, i don't know man he's gonna have to get this fight down fast and i think the longer the fight goes barbosa's like he's like one of those guys that just downloads everything and the longer that bryce stands in front of barbosa which he knows i mean he's gonna mm-hmm. know that but um it's gonna be really really tough yeah. for him so well if you if you do go back and watch that barbosa and Benil Darush fight. That's what it was just like yeah. that. Darush looked good. He, yeah. was, he was doing kind of what he wanted, but he gave Edson enough time to figure out where the opening was and he landed it. Yeah. Bryce does have like the like the second twister in UFC Something history. Like that, yeah. Um so that's in yeah, I think I definitely do think it's gonna be interesting, but you know, I feel like Edson, especially these last couple fights, his boxing has been super crisp and obviously Giga's on a different level um than a lot of guys and he even had a really good showing in that so i just feel like he's going to show that level in this fight but if bryce mitchell you know he hasn't fought since 2020 so he's going to have to be able to kind of shake that off a little bit and start quick because like you said if you give barbosa a chance to kind of really get you down it's going to be a long night yeah boys that's it that we're going to feature uh also on this card you got kevin holland versus alex cowboy Oliveira. Sergey Spivak versus Greg Hardy. Um, down a little bit further, my Romanian brother, Nikolai <laughs> Negumarianu. Also a great fight. This one's on the early prelims, which I thought was kind of interesting. Brian Kelleher versus Umar Nurmagomedov. Mm-hmm. Um, Umar's returning, I think, after like a year. I think mm-hmm. he fought like la- hasn't fought since like last January or something, mm-hmm. if I believe. Um, so excited to see him back in there. He's another guy. You know, people are really high on. So, um, top to bottom, you got mm-hmm. some really, really Marina good Marina Rodriguez. Marina Rodriguez versus uh, who? I'm not saying No, it. say it, John. Exianonon. Exianonon. Yan Shaunown. Do you get that from that? Yeah, Yan Shaunown. I don't know how you didn't get yeah. that. <laughs> Do you guys even watch? Yeah, Marina you Rodriguez versus Yan Shaunown. That's a great fight. I mm-hmm. love that fight. Uh, Yan Shaunown, man, she's one that was... She was close. Yeah, they thought for a minute she was going to be like the next Wei Lee and then lost. Um, Carlos Sparza. Yeah, yeah, so ready to see her uh, rebound a little bit and hopefully... Is she training with Henry Cejudo now? I don't know. Probably. I don't think her and Wei Lee trained together, if I remember correctly, but I don't know. Uh, Yeah, everybody else is. Yeah, you see he's got Jiri. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Henry Cejudo has Jiri Prohashka, John Jones, Zhang Wei Lee, obviously, you know, uh, Korean zombie Costa the Korean zombie Figueredo Figueredo's <laughs> training there now That's a team man. It's insane Talk dude. about having some star power It to is like, in yeah. freaking insane like, You know what it reminds me of though Is like the Black Zillions Where it's like you have all these top level guys It'll be interesting to see if any of them are able I mean obviously Figueredo turned it around for this yeah, yeah. last fight But it'll be interesting to see how these other guys hey, do That's a good the, point though Sometimes when there's so many high level guys in the room They don't get as much you know attention as sure. they need It's hard to kind of I know Korean zombies said that Cejudo's super involved like he spars with them yeah John Jones kind of said the same yeah. thing so it'll it, it'll be interesting man hey the best matchup of the year that we might be talking about in December is coach of the year Habib Nurmagomedov versus Henry Cejudo <laughs> we might have, to, <laughs> might have to settle that in a grappling match oh, that'd be interesting <laughs> yeah listen to me ultimate fighter Dana White are we listening oh, <laughs> Henry man. Cejudo Habib Nurmagomedov Ooh. they don't have to fight they've done that before yeah Coaches on the ultimate oh, fire. Come please. on. Come on. I, it writes itself. I'm giving this for free. I'm giving this away for free. <laughs> man, this was, this wasn't even in my notes. Right. I'm giving this away for free. <laughs> oh, man. The back and forth. What are you talking about? Oh, uh, dude. And then you throw DC in it, who obviously has connections to Husudo <laughs> through the Olympic. Like, yeah. He's, just doing, the competitor. He's doing the commentating by himself. In the, You're welcome. You're welcome. Fights. If anybody from UFC is listening, which we know they are, right? Yeah. Obviously. They, have, they obviously. do. Every Monday. Every Monday. Uh, boys, John, hit it. Let's get to the news. 
feeling ready? Yeah. For next week? Yeah, I mean, I'm getting, I'm remembering the colors, man. We're going to do good. All right. Boys, only a couple things here. Uh, first thing is Glover Teixeira says in an interview with Evie Rodriguez that this uh, his light heavyweight title defense against Jiri Prohashka has been moved back to UFC 275 in June. Uh, the original bout was supposed to happen at UFC 274 on May 7th. Mm-hmm. So got moved back. I have no idea why for a month. Um, last thing I have is Brett Okamoto reports that Benil Dariush says that he suffered a broken fibula bone, which is what led mm. to him dropping out of um, this past week's main event against Islam Makachev. Um, I guess he saw four physicians, three recommended just physical therapy, and only one said surgery. Uh, so he's apparently going to try to avoid the surgery, just do physical therapy, and currently has no time frame set for his mm. return. Sucks. Um, yeah. And you know, so that's what I did. I, I, uh, dislocated. Well, I think, I think I was backwards. I think I dislocated my fibula and fractured my tibia. I either, I did that, but it could have been vice versa. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I saw that, um, that doctor that I sent you guys, the Johnny Walker knockout, he replied to that, um, comment by Okamoto and basically said that in his because that's what he does. He's a surgeon. Mm-hmm. In his professional opinion, he said that physical therapy, though you can avoid surgery, isn't always the greatest. Sometimes surgery is the fastest, uh, most um, efficient. efficient way to uh, uh, reassure that basically mm-hmm. you heal and recover in the proper way. So his thing is like, you know, yeah, go ahead and try that. But, you know, there's no guarantee that physical therapy, because I know like when I broke mine, they were, they said typically, because I, I want to say the smaller bone is the fibula, fibula, and um, if you you can break that because that's non weight bearing, so that mm. bone doesn't support your weight, so you can actually break that. It hurts, but they they do say right. you can actually get by without surgery on that. Mm. So, but I that's what it was because I broke the other one. Then. Mm. That's why I had to have surgery. Nice. So I think I read that he got his like toe caught in the mat. Kind of like what we've seen. Mm. Uh, I think it happened to Alex. I heard it was a freak accident. It happened to me one time when we were rolling yeah. on Main Street. It's it's definitely weird, but yeah, hopefully he can he can come back, man. I feel so bad for him because you know he's worked finally, so hard to get here and get there, man. And sucks. I mean, when you talk about you know we talked about what what's next for Islam, you know, mm-hmm. should Oliveira get back at it? Like if Darush takes a long time, he could put himself in a spot where there's a lot of guys jumping him. Well, and Benil. You know, you get back to Styles. I mean, his style makes a fight with Islam interesting. That's yeah. why we were so intrigued with that fight. So, yeah, hopefully he gets back quick. Boys, that's all I've really got for news. There was not much. We've been on like a two or three week news drought. Not much happening. Yeah. Do you got, guys have anything? I just got one thing for all of our fans from when we did the Asia um, MMA team. Yeah. Shinya Aoki is fighting Sexy Yama. Akiyama what's, in what's March. What's uh, like, what? Yoshihiro Akiyama. There you go. On the 1X card in March in Singapore. Nice. I think that's the same one that Mighty Mouse is doing. Oh, the, uh, against, uh. Rotang. Uh, yeah, Rotang. the Rotang. one Muay Thai yeah. one. So, Ooh, but that's a, fun. these guys are both real big legends in the, the Asia MMA. So I thought that was something that'd be interesting to bring up to people. Like it. Um, that's it, boys. Uh, let's get to Song of the Week. That's me. I'm going with No Auto Dirk by OTF. Nice. Brandon, do you know this song? No. I do not. What is your your gym? Well, let me say this. Brandon just made a firearm purchase, so don't uh, get these firearms in and listen to this song. You might ride on somebody. Oh, geez. That's all I'm going to say. John, what is your one for the people? My one for the people is actually my one for you, since you never get to participate. Okay. I have two quick little... in what? In our games. Oh, okay. Two quick little ones. One quick tap or cap. UFC 107, Kenny Florian defeated Clay Guida by rear naked. Cap or tap? Defeated Clay Guida. Clay Guida. UFC 107. I think that's Cap. Wrong. He did defeat him by rear naked oh, choke. Yes, he did. How did TKO him? Last one. Who said it? Slap him then. Do something about it. What are you going to do about that? He sat there disrespecting you. Do something then or just shut your mouth. Slap. Say it again. Slap him then. Do something about it. What are you going to do about that? He sat there disrespecting you. Do something then or just shut your mouth. I have no idea. It's your boy, Conor McGregor. Mm, in a, in the press conference with uh, Habib, somebody but somebody congratulated him, and then they did the assalamualaikum stuff with 
uh, Habib, and he was like, you can't say that when you're congratulating him about whiskey. And Connor just like jumped up, well, do something about it then. <laughs> he disrespected you, blah, blah, blah. I don't, even, I don't even think I've seen that. Well, it's a good one. I'll play the video for you after the podcast. So. Didn't pop up on my radar. Yeah, I just wanted to challenge you real quick. You never get to participate in the games. So. Brandon, what's your one for the people? Uh, so I didn't just make a new purchase. I purchased my first uh, Air 15, guys. So mm-hmm. don't don't know a ton about that. I'm obviously fairly new to this. So for anybody who has any suggestions on John, various... turn up the Bluetooth just a little bit. This is Don't listen to this, Brandon. <laughs> this is our song of the week, so... When these guns come in, if you see Brandon riding around, niggas call me blooders just like T out here. T out here. I'll be calling for the phone, say I don't be out here. Oh, oh, who's it? Yeah. Okay, that's good. That's OFT. That's one person. OFT. Is that his name? Or OTF, sorry. OTF. It's a group. Interesting. Okay. So, yeah, anyway. On the family. On the family. Gotcha. So, yeah, any uh, suggestions in terms of, uh, like, additions or things to add, things to customize? I know there are people have told me it's, like, a, just a big Lego set for... A bayonet. People. Just use your loadout, okay. dude. <laughs> bayonet. Yeah, that's what I was going off now is just my Call of Duty <laughs> one. So, again, um, I know Jacob's not a fan of it, but it's what I got. So, if you have any other suggestions, just let me know. Nice. I like a bayonet. I think you should do a bayonet. I think that's a good idea, too. Maybe a flamethrower on the side. A little grenade yeah. launcher on the bottom. Yeah. Instead of, like, a... Uh, uh, um, strap, how what do they call them? The, uh, the body, mm-hmm. so you can like wear it over your body. Do a chain, <laughs> just a metal. I can't chain. even think of what that's called right now. I'm drawing such a blank. Uh, like a sling, sling. Yeah, instead of Are a you sling, gonna paint it. Do a chain for your sling. You get it dipped, hydro dipped. Probably not. Boring. Uh, my one for the people. Uh, be gentle to these two next week. Yeah. Be nice. I feel like we should tell you that. Uh yeah, it's, this this could be this could be good. It could be bad. I feel like I feel like you guys did good today. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously we got John on the soundboard to you know get ready with that. Right. Um, had you guys preview the fights to get you ready for that. I think you guys did a good job. So, because yeah. we've got, I mean, you're gonna have to recap this the mm-hmm. pay per view, which is big. Right. That's a big. That's a big responsibility. And then you're gonna have to set people up for the next fight night, which is I believe Tiago Santos versus Magomed. Ankalav. Mm-hmm. So that's a big one to get people ready for. Yeah. So good luck. I mean, this is what happens when you go on vacation. What's your biggest concern? Like, where do you feel like the biggest? <laughs> that nobody's going to hear you guys because the <laughs> volume's going to be too low. Um, it's going to be awkward. Um, there's just going to be just going to be bad, bad. Maybe we just don't do it. Maybe we just talk about something else. That's I kind of almost prefer. Sometimes you guys just don't do it. <laughs> Uh, that might be like the better move in all this is you guys just, maybe we just skip a week. I think my, my goal is I'm going to like undercover, try to get a whole bunch of people to listen to that episode. Yeah. So you come back like, dang, I leave and go up a hundred views. What the heck? Uh, I just feel like it's just going to be you guys just staring at each other. Like, yeah. Yeah. Crazy What's fight. the fight next yep. week? Yup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I think he's going to fight him. Yeah. I'm yeah. just going to, I'm just going to make John mad. Dude, dude, he, yeah. I just, I don't, I don't know if I see the preparation, but we'll see. I don't know if you're going to make me mad. I'll probably just like start singing or something to make you real awkward. Hey, he still didn't answer. No jujitsu. I mean, you can lead a horse to water, bro. I know. Can't make a drink. I know. Hit the music. Let's get out of here. Thank you guys for listening. I'll be off next week, but there will be some form of a podcast. We promise. Mm-hmm. Might make these guys bring somebody else in to take my spot. Just for some entertainment value. Maybe Miley. We don't know. Maybe my dog. You never know. (laughs) We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.